Wear no disguise for me. Come into the open, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. The Manchester Derby is back, and Beals and Nose's team. It's Friday the 11th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian Hunter Raja. Happy Friday, everybody. A fantastic, fabulous, freaky Friday for everybody. The energy delivered in that intro, Vish, from <laughs> the man. You think he's not going to fit that many words in. He fucking does. Oh, yeah. Every time. Can you tell me which band produced that lyric? I can't. I'll give you another one. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> when it's cold outside, am I here in vain? Hold on to the night, there will be no shame. Is it that? Sounds like an 80s power ballad. Always I want to be with you and make believe with you and live in harmony, harmony. Hey. Oh, Vish. Come on, Vish. Is this, um, is What's it... wrong with you today? <laughs> Yesterday you were on great form. What is that? Though? What am I gonna... How do you want me to respond to that? I don't know. At least what, is that not. ACDC? <laughs> To be fair to him, it usually is ACDC. Yeah. It has been before, yeah. and it will be again. <laughs> Bloody love the undertones. Listen, in these, we were doing a show after the Europa League. We've got to make our own entertainment. The Eurasia League. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, uh, I knew Marcus was going to come in with that energy because just before we recorded, I asked him how his five-a-side went yesterday, mm. and he lost, and he wasn't happy. Not like, happy about it. Human. He nearly smashed up the toilet. Spitting feathers. <laughs> Spitting bricks, he was. Yeah. Did, you get, did you get a goal? Livid. Of course I did. It there you about, go. I don't know, about <laughs> 25 all or something. What are you disappointed for then? <laughs> this is a team game. Yeah, it's not right. a team game. Yeah. Oh, here you he is. You're a fish. It's not a team game, not at your level. <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> Just enjoy yourself, yeah? Enjoy it, everybody. Pay your money, go to your goals and Get to the pub. Off, yeah. Get to the pub. And, and jobs yeah. are good. And, yeah. are good. and dodge around as well. That's yes, the Marcus Bellaway. Yeah. Yeah. I scored a goal like <laughs> Mohamed El Neni. Yeah. Cengiz Unda. I can't remember a goal. That, I, I haven't actually seen El Nini's goal. This goal, oh, it's a beauty. I didn't see it. I saw Chegas under. Lovely. Collector. What I, what I quite enjoyed actually with the Dundalk and Arsenal game was the big Christmas tree that was yes. on display. Did you see that yeah. in the stadium, <laughs> nice Dundalk stadium? It's lovely to nice see. Nice to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, they should have Christmas trees in every seat. Every seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they have to keep it all through the winter period so that it slowly gets a bit more nightmare at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and would you have like, would you have like, instead of having an angel on top of each tree, you'd have a little cardboard cut out of the fan he was supposed to sit there? Yes, That's 100% nice. that, yeah. That's nice. Andy Brassel were rearranging them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I was very um, hopeful and a little bit cheeky saying that it would have been amazing if Dundalk had won last night. Yeah. And I was really up for watching the game until it got towards the kickoff, and I mm. thought, this isn't going to happen. No, exactly. Is it? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And I feel like, as a football <laughs> broadcaster... We're starting to be tested now. <laughs> the final game of the Europa League group mm-hmm, stage. Mm-hmm. I watched the Spurs game. Mm-hmm. I saw some of the Leicester game as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're being tested. Yeah. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Well, we're in the last... We're in the knockouts now. Yeah. And, you know... And Manchester United have joined the fray, Vish, so you're involved. Yeah. And the, big, the big boys moved to a new school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jose Mourinho was a bit like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Really? Oh, really? He, 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 I mean, he was quite fair in his comments saying that... Uh, you know, I understand that it does improve the quality and so on, but he said it's a bit of a point of principle. He said if it was one of my teams, you go out unlucky next year, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's nice to see, isn't it? It's nice to see. It's it's lovely lovely to see. Yeah. You said he's being reasonable, but you know what he's doing. He does. <laughs> he's, he's sowing the seeds, isn't he? Yeah. Will they grow into beautiful 
piss-taking plants, Vish. Mm. You, what, almost, United? Uh, no, Mourinho's seeds. Mourinho's seeds into the, into Spurs the could, of... Maybe if Spurs play Man United in the final or something, mm. that'd be great. Yeah, but I, I, I want to kind of keep with your analogy of like the big boy moving to a different school. Oh, yeah. And someone finds out why he's left, and it's not for the reasons that he said it. No, it wouldn't No, be. no, I just, I just wanted, to, wanted to come here. I, I was going out with a nice, prettiest girl in that school, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still together. Shagged, you wouldn't know yeah, it. Slept with everyone. So. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a teacher. Every, yeah, that's why you left. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Yes. Uh, elsewhere in the Europa League, Stephen Gerrard's Rangers doing brilliantly, do very well. They're much to the um, much to the joy of uh, Chrissy Boyd, on, yeah. uh, <laughs> reporting for Sky Sports. Wonderful. They've done their that. job. I've done mine. That's <laughs> 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 what he said, isn't it? Yeah. He's got yeah. a beautiful set of gnashes on him, hasn't he? Chris I thought Boyd. that. Yeah, he must go to where Firmino and Klopp do have yeah. theirs done. Firmino's too far. Do you think Firmino's gone into the de- the um, the um, uh, the kind of what's it called the the orthodontic. What's it called? Like the, the kind of I one trip too many. No, there's, there's a there's a there's a word for a dental surgery which is just about. I think it might be aesthetic denti- dentistry or something. Right. Mm. Where you're just getting your teeth done to look good, right? Mm. He's gone into the dentist bit. He spoke. I want to speak to the best dentist for this. Mm. Fine. All right. Sits down with him and says, "Take me into the special room." <laughs> and he's gone again into a back room that no one else can go to to get mm. those teeth. Uh, and Klopp's tried it, but I don't think Klopp got the right dentist. No, right. I think I think I think Klopp's happy. He's content. No, I haven't been to the dentist at all. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I. Yeah. Um, although I do it for checkups, but not yeah. uh, cosmetic stuff. Anyway, Chris Boy's teeth, great. Yeah, that's lovely. the Europa League. He's, he's having a great time. <laughs> Rangers are having a great time. Celtic, they won, but they're out. And uh, Leicester, they top their group as well. It was important for Rangers to. Oh, I'm hitting my mic here. It was important for Rangers to top their group, though. If you think about it. You know, because it makes it easy going, for them. Well, yeah. in, in theory, certainly does, yeah. Um, but uh, but all the English sides, uh, they went through uh, as well. And uh, and we got Manchester United to join them. I mean, my goodness, what a merry time it will be in the Europa League, Vish. Yeah, I'm probably quite happy that, you've, that your boys have joined the party. We'll find our level eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Keep dropping down and hitting those branches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you, you get some some incredible happenings in the Europa League. I mean, look what happened. Don't try and sell it to me. Look, yeah. Yeah. look yeah. I know it's your nan's just, place, but you'll have a lovely just old try time. It. Just yeah. try it once. They won yeah. it the other year. They yeah, know they what they're doing in that one. Yeah, uh, young boys against Cluj. You see what happened there at the end of the game. Lovely, a uh, bunch of sendings off. Well, I, I mean, finding conclusive highlights on this game was rather difficult. Forty-seven seconds on the UEFA <laughs> website. Forty-seven seconds. Three goals and three sendings off. Yeah. Try, type in, try type in uh, young boys into your Google search where you're on the train coming in. You know, trying yeah. to find a hi- young boys highlights. Yeah. People are thinking, what's going on? <laughs> People who aren't football fans are thinking that man has got a problem. Well, it was incredible. Cluj, they, they were 1-0 up with six minutes to go. That, that was good for them. And then in injury time, they had two men sent off. Young boys only had one and young boys scored two goals. It all went off there. My giddy aunt, ladies so, and gentlemen. I've changed my mind. Yeah. yeah. You're in for the Europa League. But I'll tell you one thing you are bloody in for, the Manchester derby this weekend, Vish. I mean, we don't have to play that as well, do we? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, they're not optional, these games, sadly. Right. Okay. No, you have, to, you have to. It's on Saturday night. Um, it's at Old Trafford, though. So that's, that's good. I may not have better away from home anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a man so so kind of slumped in his seat. I mean, it's a big seat, to be fair. We discussed this yesterday. Yeah. But you are slumped in your seat thinking about the prospect of Manchester United playing Man City. Mm. Well, it was... When you so, said they were better away from home, I mean, they were away from home against Istanbul, Basak Shahir and Paris Saint-Germain. True. Not well, Paris Saint-Germain. And, and, and Sorry, RB Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah, they, they, beat Leipzig. Paris, they, they did they beat in Paris. Paris. Yeah. Um, so I, I covered the, uh, the Southampton game a couple of weeks ago. I covered the West Ham game. And as entertaining as those last 30 minutes were in both matches, 
you did get the sense of, right, okay, we're coming to a stage now where you're going to give yourself too much to do. Mm. And that's exactly what happened on Thursday night. And I actually earmarked this game, the Manchester derby, as the game that it would all come on, well, it would all unravel, really. Not that it was bound together with any great, you know, tensile strength anyway, but... <laughs> But yeah, so the fact that it's happened on Wednesday, mm. I, you know, I thought maybe oh, actually, well, if they've got, they've already had the Rick, and it's been so catastrophic that they're out of the Champions League. Maybe they'll be, you know, maybe they get that out of the way. But that's obviously not how these things work. Mm. And bear in mind that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has quite a good record in these big games, but it has relied on the fact that the players have been pretty confident and you know at a certain level at least and. That seems to be absent as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so from a Manchester United perspective, I don't hold up too many too much hope, especially as Man City seem to be doing that. They're starting to hit the their rise. straps now, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Haven't conceded the goal for a wee while. I'm beating the last five in all competitions. Um, Luke, Luke Moore, if they lose, do you think Ollie's gone? Well, uh, what I do though is that um, I have never seen. I don't think I can say I've ever experienced a man mm-hmm. with so many friends in the media. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. Harry Redknapp. Second most friends <laughs> in the media. But do you know what I mean? They're queuing up. They are queuing well, but He must be some boy or they're going to Solskjaer. Yeah, but he probably is though, isn't he? Because the people you're referencing are largely his old, his ex-teammates. So that's what Fizz has been saying. Fizz has been on the, uh, <laughs> Fizz has been on the chat, hasn't he? Which is about time he spoke up. He whispered up because we've... <laughs> do it in his voice. <laughs> he said midweek, there's a total witch hunt to get this boy out of the job. <laughs> All these teams tend to do well in the big moments. I think Saturday is a big moment for the manager and for the players. <laughs> U-N-I-T-E-D. United are the ones for me. The last bit's the author's own. Uh, yeah. I want to I wanna ejaculate on the beach. <laughs> do you remember that when he said that? What? What are you talking about? When he was a Valencia. He got his Spanish wrong when he was Valencia, when he was a coach. Bloody, imagine that. Yeah, yeah he did. He tweeted it, didn't he? What do you do? Phil. Is it nine? I'm a check. I can't remember what it is. Phil, what do you do? Well, I don't. I don't look at. I don't. You know, go into a room where my wife's giving birth. I don't make her a cup of tea. Mm. See yeah. what I do do though. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show, me, show me a bit of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Worst bit, place to do it as well, that, arguably. Oh, is that a bit of shingle. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, of course he doesn't do that. But you know, his uh, his Spanish let him down there. Is he not on Twitter anymore, Fizzer? Oh, he bet he's gone. You can't stay on after that, can you? (laughs) That's it. He was off the Spanish government. (laughs) The thing that's interesting is I always think a man of of Fizzer's um, quality and experience, Mm. I think he'd be sticking the boot into Ole so he can line himself up for the job after. Oh, come on. What? You know what you're doing there. Shoot high, aim for the stars. Don't shoot high. Don't be like that, Phil. (laughs) Aim Aim for the crabs. Yeah, I mean, I, look, come on. He's sticking up for his old teammate. You, you know you get frogs at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Fizz is the man. Come yeah, on. look, he's he's sticking up for his mate. He's he's he wants to see a he wants to see a bit of spunk from Ollie's team, doesn't he? You know, mm. something like that. But I mean, as you say, Luke, Manchester City, they've sort of turned the screw. Mm. They, they they had a little bit of a wobble at the start. You remember that Leicester loss at home, of course, and so on. Um, and uh, and John Stones has had a bit of a renaissance, mm. which is nice to see. Very nice to bit see. Bit of a forgotten man. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one can remember him, you know, starting for England for crying out loud. Mm. Yeah, he hasn't really been a part of the England side. I always bring it back to England, as you know. But with, <laughs> with Manchester City, one thought that he's probably going to be sold here. And, well, and, well, and, and and he's he's stuck around, and he's, he seems to be keeping Laporte out on the side. He went through a. Um, he went through a. Now um, then. He went through a stage of. 
people were saying, look, he's absolute quality. He's sheer class. Mm-hmm. And you just got to allow him to make his mistakes <laughs> because he loves to play with the ball at his feet, right? Yeah. People were saying that for ages, weren't they? Yeah. They were. Yeah. All the press yeah. were saying that. Your lot were saying that. Well, even Pep Guardiola said, I love this yeah. player. And then after, it felt like after a while, there was a tipping point and everyone just sort of went, hmm. He is making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your cut off here? Because, I mean, he's doing it all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... He's putting his hand in fire. Let him. <laughs> yeah, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. <laughs> he's got no arms left. He's got to learn. <laughs> Why is he trying to kiss it? <laughs> but I, I mean, you, but you'd, want, you'd want him to be back on four, Marcus, for your beloved uh, beautiful three lions. Our beloved beautiful three lines. Yeah, but yours mostly. <laughs> Sometimes you give me a lend of them, but they're mostly yours. <laughs> <aren't> they? <laughs> of course, we all want to see John Stones uh, d- doing what he can do because he's a very talented young man, and, uh, and and Manchester City, you know, could do with a bit more defensive solidity. Perhaps they didn't think they would find it with Stones. You know, he was maybe seen as a part of that, uh, uh, you know, defence that, that Man City have, which. He's good for a Rick. Uh, they hadn't signed anybody. Um, so Guardiola's got to get a tune out of these players, Vish, because that's what he's got. You know? Well, they got Diaz in, didn't they? They did get Diaz, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so he, is, he loves um, he loves picking up a defender for a lot of money. But Vish, I wanted to go back onto the main United side of the ledger, oh, just yes. to chiefly ask, because I don't think I've had a chance to ask you, uh, pretty, pretty selfish point of me, actually, just to use this as a vehicle to ask you a question that I'm interested <laughs> in. Um, who does your jumpers? No. Um, <laughs> what do you think about... One thing I haven't heard you speak about... Um, that much is is how often may not have changed their team and how it's been it's been talked about a lot over the last week or two how much that's affecting the players because there is there has been talk hasn't there kind of off the record talk that um there's discontent in the dressing room and all this stuff about the tinker he's doing and he's used something like 11 different midfield combinations this season what do you think about that and do you think that's affecting it yeah, I think it absolutely is affecting it. I think the the strange thing about the shifts in um, in tactics is the fact that Solskjaer clearly knows his best eleven. He's just not sure how to use them, so he ends up trying to basically cover himself by, you know, whether it's playing three at the back or it's playing with a diamond in midfield. I think he, I think for the diamond to work in his mind, he wanted Van der Beek to hit the ground running, and it hasn't quite happened. And I also think kind of there was the formation he played in the Southampton game was somewhere close to what he wanted full time because he got Van der Beek in there. Fernandez was almost like a false nine. And then you had Rashford and and Greenwood either side of him. And you could probably cycle out Greenwood for um, Martial. But then what the the issue that we, that United have always had over the last, um, well, over over this season is the fact that they have no attacking threat down their right. Mm. So while, you know, Aaron Wambasak is a good defender, but he's more of a reactive defender, you end up in a situation where you're not giving the other side anything to worry about on that side. Mm. And that's where Salamson got a lot of their joy, ended up being where RB Leipzig got a lot of their joy on Wednesday. And from my mind, you know, you'd think Man City would just stick Cancelo on that side and make, look, so, go nuts and we'll work around it. So would you think that perhaps they could benefit from that kind of midfield position, that kind of in front of the back four, holding midfield position like a, from like a vastly experienced defensive midfield player who knows the club and um, who's maybe got, you know, like a famous brother mm-hmm. who, um, <laughs> who can slot back in there maybe and hopefully um, not ejaculate. <laughs> that, would you think that would improve the team? Anything to distract people from the wider problem. Yeah. Maybe uh-huh. that's, maybe if you could. I, th- I think also the... The, 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 the time the, to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the debate around Paul Pulper is, is absolutely baffling on one level because you think, well... 
he's not getting in the team ahead of Fred and McTominay, mm. right? He'll play Fred and McTominay won't at the weekend probably against Manchester City, one of the biggest games of the season. Won't yeah, he? yeah. That's what he'll probably do. But, but, Pogba won't start, will he? No, because well, because Pogba in the positions that he's played, specifically when he's played in those back two in midfield, he doesn't. He's not a great presser of the ball. You know, he's very good on the ball. Mm. He's you know, it can be very well. He's you know, obviously he's an ex- exceptional passer as well, but he's not quite good at pressuring people in the way that Fred is. Fred is Fred is United Manchester United's best presser comfortably. Um, it just so happens that he is not a very good passer. Mm. So United basically have all these all these qualities for great midfielders split among four different players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like... It's not how you're supposed to do it, is No, it? not really. No. If we could have some kind of... If we could kind of put them into... Like the fly, if we could put them into a machine, we yeah. might get something coherent out of it. Uh-huh. You know, Matic is a very good passer and very good at reading the ball and, and positionally as well is very strong. McTominay's got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Fred's very good at attacking people and closing people down. Um, it, but it just so happens that he's not in, Solskjaer's not entirely sure of which combinations work against certain teams and yeah obviously that's going to be mm. a huge issue on um, on the weekend for what it's worth I don't think if, if Manchester United lose this game I don't think it will be the end of Solskjaer because he's actually doing a lot right United's attacking better than they have mm-hmm. done since um, Sir Alex Ferguson you mentioned there that there was a bit of disgruntlement in the in the change room. No one's actually come out and really kind of nailed their. I'd be surprised if that was the case. But I think more. I think more. It's frustration rather than oh, this guy's a bit of a joke. Yeah, which generally seems to happen. Also, no one's talking about the Glazers when big oldies at the wheel. Well, exactly, and yeah. that, that's the other thing. But also, like you know, the Glazers in particular can look at the situation and be like, well, you know, four games unbeaten in the league. Mm-hmm. They've got a game in hand in all five teams above them. They're only, what is it, five points off the top? And mm-hmm. to them, they'll be like, well, well, what's the problem? I mean, it's, look, this is not a disaster. I think sometimes... No, well, exactly. The yeah. problem is yeah. with the Solskjaer, people go too far either way. They yeah. think yeah. he should be sacked every time they lose. And then people say, oh, no, he's he's the right man for the job. And like I say, it's quite odd to think, how good is he at a coach in the sort of Premier League level? Because as Manchester United at the moment, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a strange one. But I mean, Frank Lampard spoke about former players managing their clubs recently and said, you know, they're, they're given slightly uh, different attention, which is absolutely right. Now, whether you think that's preferential or, or, or the opposite, then make your own minds up. Um, but, you know, Solskjaer, of course, a former Manchester United player. Um, Teddy Sheringham uh, gave an interesting quote recently about another former Manchester United player saying that he, he fancied him to return to management. Um, he speaks about Roy Keane and says, Roy Keane, he speaks his mind probably a little bit too much at times to be a manager. But if he could tone that down a little bit, then who knows? Not for me. I like it. <laughs> Him, tone it up. Tone it up. If you tone it down, tone it down, then who knows? It's, 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 I mean, it's not the most ringing endorsement, is it? No, no, no. It's not a reference you'd write no, in your CV. No. See this? Did, did Terry, and Terry Sheeran would write the reference just just before the deadline. Absolutely right, right. Yeah, just in the right time. Yeah. time. I'll give you a little wink. Mm. Um, Roy Keane in the live TV studio mm. is the closest I've come to wanting to fast forward the football just to get back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I will tune in all day. If Roy... On one of those Super Sunday marathons with yeah. like three games these days, Keane from start to finish. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to about 5.30, mm. he is fuming. Oh, he could, yeah. He's probably a bit hungry. Yeah. He's getting a bit tired. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wants to get back to his dog. Yeah. And he just starts piling in on people. If I, I, if you, if I was the director... Or the producer of that show, and that the, the they said, "What's Roy Keane ordered for his lunch? He wants yeah. like I don't know, a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, take so. half of it away. Exactly. Yeah. Take, take out the ham and just give him cheese. <laughs> yeah. And mild. Make it yeah. mild. And just before they go on air, so yeah. we have to wolf it down. Do say given. So you want you want him ha- you want hangry Roy exactly. Keane? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I want the that. trasher place. Also, just like just expect just like mess with him a little. Always go a bit Pavlovian with him, and just like slowly feed him booze without him knowing mm. over what, one weekend. I don't think you can do that. 
Uh, you probably can. can do that. No, nah, you should be able to. <laughs> it's um, fine. Um, <laughs> my wife will come into the, come into the living room on, on, on a Sunday and be like, "Is is um is Roy on today?" <laughs> just, really? Roy, and I'll be like, uh, "Yeah, he's like right, great." And she will, let me let me know when he's back on. She loves him. Roy the boy Hodgson. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said, "No, it's just an owl flying." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got a bit of something in for the ladies, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. the boy. Uh, very quickly before the break, gentlemen, another fixture that took my fancy uh, this weekend: Everton versus Chelsea. Yep, the Carlo Ancelotti derby. Yep, um, uh, Everton not doing so well uh, considering their, their their bright start to the to the season. Um, and Gabby Agbonlahor reckons that James Rodriguez is struggling with the weather conditions. I feel with James, it's co- it's got cold, hasn't it? I like that we're still doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It has that got place. cold. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not like the Hamas Rodriguez is right, check his temperature right, and then the rest of the country could have adapted. Yeah, to what yeah he's exactly. Doing. Yeah, um, uh, he's got cold, and he's probably thinking, "I didn't realise it was this cold in England." Well, Gabby Agbonas got only scored seventy-five league goals his whole career. So mm. how fucking cold was he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> didn't I mean Hamas played in Germany? Well, yeah, it's pretty they have cold winters in Germany. It's yeah. pretty cold in Munich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, but yeah. also, I mean, you are right to bring that up, and, I, and fair enough. Yeah. But one thing I would like to just stress is that mm. he's an adult human being. He knows what weather fucking entails. <laughs> he, he, I'm sure he's had that told to him, and I'm sure he's able to detect subtle changes in temperature yeah. over time. It, the, the way people like <laughs> talk about this, they say about Brazilians as well. It's like your only concept, like perception mm. of a human being from Brazil or Colombia, particularly Brazil, is they just stand around in their pants on Copacabana <laughs> Beach all day, yeah. every day. Doing kick-ups. Drinking a cocktail, doing kick-ups. <laughs> That's not what real life is like, everyone. Mm. But at some point, they do go to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, uh, Probably air-conditioning there. They won't like that, will they? Like <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking> a fuming. <laughs> Oh, it's not thirty degrees Celsius here, so I need to. I can't do any work. It's got a bit. Cut. What is it, Ancelotti? He's like wearing like Under Armour or something under his shirt. He's yeah. Not wearing that here. You're not allowed that. <laughs> yeah. Not allowed to have anything that may age you. May age yeah. you at all. Um, indeed, yeah, I think it's quite an interesting game uh, between the two. Um, Leeds United's Calvin Phillips said that Chelsea are the toughest opponents Leeds have faced so far this season. That'll be music to Frankie Lampard's ears. They've been excellent though, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. Say, been, I mean, yeah. All the question marks we had about them for the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. They've, you have to admit they've sort of been addressed really they have and most of them have been related around their defending and their ability to keep a clean sheet well, you think, of, think of Kurt Zuma at the back yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you think of him fucking scoring goals as well he's scoring doing goals. all of it one for your fantasy team by the way yeah 100% gentlemen. but he, he's um, he's doing he's having a lovely old time I mean I again another player mentioning John Stones although this would be a bit further back for Kurt Zuma you remember when he went to Stoke was it on loan and again you might think well he's maybe not the most fashionable centre half you think Chelsea maybe want sort of a, a bit of a bigger name back there but blimey he's, he's, mm. he's having a lovely old time and Thiago Silva of course it's kind of like picking um, Kurt Zuma Marcus is mm. exactly the kind of behaviour that gets you and me mm-hmm. way above Jules Breach in our fantasy league so, <laughs> if you're listening Jules suck it up is, uh, it, is there some kind of clash there? Is it like because she because she works on the FPL show, is she not allowed to use any of the information she's garnered? Is that why she's doing so bad? I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think that, if anything, it should be helping her. She's having a mess. It's well, that's the only that. reason. That's the only reason I can think that she's doing so badly. She has to she's click dreadful. the random. She yeah, to she's got to do something yeah, else. Yeah, you're one place below her. You know that, right? Am I one place below her? As yeah. if? Don't yeah, tell are. him that he didn't realise. You're 14 points below her. So yeah, start, start looking at your own self. Before I get into the... Um, I want to talk about On the Continent oh, very yeah. briefly from yesterday because it was a good show. Before I do that, mm. one of my favourite quotes of the head of the weekend's football uh, is is from um, a member of Chelsea staff. I think it might have been Lampard 
who said about um, Christian Pulisic, mm-hmm. he has a tiny bit of awareness in his hamstring, mm. which is like a quite a weird sentence. I think it? what he means is he's, he's his hamstrings become kind of self like self conscious. <laughs> <laughs> his hamstrings start, start like giving him instructions. Yeah, he's like, I can't play. There's who a bit that? of awareness in there. <laughs> who said that? A tiny little voice. <laughs> little hamstrings, it's like a guitar string. <laughs> Oh no, that's a minor key. You can't play. Oh dear. Uh, anyway, that was a bit arch, even for us. Um, on the continent <laughs> yesterday, uh, Dotton and Andy were joined by Miguel Delaney. Uh, loads of great insight into the Messi Ronaldo mm. clash in midweek. A little bit more contextual stuff around that, not just your general Messi Ronaldo chat. It was interesting about how they how they relate to their clubs these days, what they represent, and what's going to be there for the future for them. And who's a better player? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we said at the end we had a poll, and there was a vote. No, and um, yeah, because just talk about how they're perhaps yeah, yeah. inhibiting the development of their respective clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel made a really interesting um, claim that Juventus might genuinely be interested in a Ronaldo Pogba swap deal Vish one for you um, raising your eyebrows there um, so listen to that to find out more just head over to Football Ramble Presents and hit that subscribe button and on the continent is the most recent episode so Football Ramble Presents wherever you get your podcast hit subscribe lovely old job Um, Aston Villa, your old side would be happy for big things this evening. Yeah, I think you're doing the like we said earlier. They've won. Oh, and there's a goal. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble <laughs> preview show, sponsored by Betway. Everybody must have been very cold in that studio, <laughs> Mr. Agbon Lahore. Right, yeah. it's time for these. I've got an email from Ed Hunter Baines on the subject of embarrassing dad behaviour. Yeah, this has been a good theme. Mm. Embarrassing dad behaviour and uh, meeting random players Mm -hmm. has been a good theme so Mm -hmm. far. My old man used to yell at me from the sidelines, (laughs) pretend it's the last Mars bar on earth as I was chasing (laughs) a ball. (laughs) It doesn't say whether he was a little bit of a fat lad, Ed Hunter Baines. Do you reckon that implies that he was? There was something about, back in the day when I was playing, there was this sort of idea that uh what was it uh, you know a miles a day they used to sort of i help you work rest and play that to stop that to stop saying it yeah contravened um, some kind of regulation but where there was some... it simply wasn't true uh, it's completely untrue but there were there was a bit of a sort of um I, I, there was something about that there was this sort of the post-match miles bar yeah that, that was a thing but i think you was when you were a kid though right yeah of course you can't yeah. do what you want when you're a kid now i have as many as i want yeah you'd have more pressing concerns if it was the last mars bar on earth something's gone yeah. seriously awry. Well, to interrogate it further why is jeff goldblum here? Yeah. i'm worried <laughs> <laughs> to interrogate it further if it is the last mars bar on earth yeah. i mean it's a very culturally significant chocolate bar the mars bar you might want to preserve it really but yeah, does it it's me- would it have meant snickers had won yeah it would have done it probably the done. same company yeah, i don't know it would have done um thanks for that ed uh, this is what good one from joe jerd who says hi gang after hearing the stories of feeling underwhelmed after meeting a footballer i thought i'd email in growing up in gosport most people who like football supported portsmouth that's where i grew up i can concur 
Uh, I can definitely <laughs> confirm that. While in secondary school, we were told uh, of a special guest who was a Pompey legend coming in to do a talk for the whole school. Now, I need to just interject here very briefly mm-hmm. and say, Joe, it depends what school you went to in Gosport. Mm. If you went to that, with that, down, with that posh lot down at Bay House, oh, yeah. they weren't into football anyway. No. Broom Park Community School, where I went, that was your football hotbed. Yeah. So I'm hoping this emailer has, is a Broom Park alumnus and hasn't um, slipped through the net <laughs> as a Bay House slug. Just, anyway, as a pu- huge Pompey fan, I was den- undeniably excited for the week coming up to the talk. So many names were thrown out as rumours while guessing who it was going to be who was going to come to visit. Mm. It got to the day of the speech. Numerous excited young kids sat in the school hall and up stepped the legend, Nyron Nosworthy. <laughs> Notoriously awful player who played about 10 games for the club. I've never believed anyone who has used the word legend since. I don't know him. He used to play for Sunderland as well. Sunderland, yeah. Uh, he's oh, a fullback. Okay. Uh, he was indeed. Uh, yeah, he was a. Uh, no, actually, no. You're wrong. He, he was more of a centre back. Actually, okay. I think he might have filled in there, but he was a centre back for, for for the most part. And he only actually came to Portsmouth on loan for a bit when he was very much on the decline. And we were in a complete shit state, Portsmouth. Then, I mean, it would be like saying that. Um, I'm just trying to think of an analogy here. It'd be like saying that Mike. Oh, I was going to use Michael Owen, but it's probably unfair. Um, it's not a very good player <laughs> yeah, coming no. to visit. I don't think any, I, I would be surprised, in fact, if you if if many foot, Portsmouth fans would even be able to identify him. That, that's right. what we're talking about, and we're talking about a huge, <laughs> illustrious club here. You know, with such a rich history. I lost you. I've lost um, you there. But speaking of legends, Marcus, it's up to you. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, I've got one uh, from Paul Farrell, who simply writes. I was at a funeral with Graham Kavanagh once. Nobody I was with could remember his first name, and we were all calling him Gary. That's all I have. I think that's a bit, a bit, a bit disrespectful. Yeah. A, amazing pro, Graham Kavanagh. Had a great career. He was international as well. He was, I think. Yeah. Why is he turning up to funerals on an hour? I was at a funeral with Graham Kavanagh. Just, it, what, it, there's no context there, is there? I was at a wedding with Andy It was for Townsend. the last Mars Bar on Earth. Mm. They're burying it. So hold on, if, you couldn't, if you couldn't remember his name... Well. They, how would you know? How long did it take you to work out he was Graham Kavanagh? This is True. what I want to know. Exactly. You, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Somebody must have. Maybe if they would have. Maybe maybe they knew his surname. They were like Kavanagh, but oh, what's his? Yeah, G Kavanagh. They saw it on G Kav. Yeah. What's your um, What's your story about being at a funeral of Andy Townsend? A wedding. A wedding. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it was up in the middle. Did it turn into a funeral when he turned up? <laughs> oh come on. He, uh, <laughs> he Dark had, forces are work. Man. He, did, when, 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 he um, had his He had his, uh, <laughs> he had his dinner in his little taxi truck outside. <laughs> when, 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 the, when the vicar said, "If anyone can think of any reason these two shouldn't be married, can you please speak now?" And he go, "Not for me, Clive." <laughs> <laughs> and when they kissed, you make us the bride better. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he's, better. He's in an arounder there. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, why were you honestly? Was he just randomly there? It was a coincidence. He was, he was invited, I assume. No, but he didn't. He didn't take you as his plus one or whatever. No, obviously not. <laughs> My goodness. Um, yeah, no, he was. He was there. He wasn't. He wasn't invited to the meal though. Oh, there you go. What? No, That's outrageous. He's a really nice man as well. I'm is sure he, he is. I interviewed, lovely, I interviewed yeah. him for the. Um, for the Jack Charlton documentary uh-huh. about a month ago and we chatted for about an hour and he was genuinely really lovely and I thought God I'd actually quite like to see you on the TV you, you know you he's good on the radio present, Andy but he was he's, he's doing the Amazon coverage he's so. good, I've not seen him on the, on the Amazon coverage he was, but he's he, the radio. he was a good player as well great player mm. in his day yeah he was a sure. good player alright gentlemen back to the Premier League Crystal Palace are playing Tottenham Hotterspur and uh, Spurs of course uh, won 2-0 uh, against those twerps last night from, from Antwerp yeah so, um, imagine if that was their nickname it'd be great it should be shouldn't it yeah um, Gareth Bale's free kick Oh, it's baffling to watch. What a save! Yeah, because at the first, when I first saw it in real time, 
I thought, that's a regulation save. It's mm. come at a nice height for the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you saw it again, how much it moved and yeah. how much it dipped, you're like, my God, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, the keeper did very well to get anywhere near that in the mm. context. It's a shame he never went in, but then Vinicius would say otherwise. Mm. Can I chuck a theory into yeah, go on, bruv. into the safe, safe place? Yeah, sure. I think there's something up with the Europa League ball. Oh, really? I think it's a little bit different. Go on. It's because rounder. <laughs> the way it gets hit and the way... It, you know when shots get hit really hard, you, certain balls have that little dip at the end. Yeah. So you saw it a bit with El Nene's goal yesterday. You obviously saw it with Bale's free kick. Even the uh, the Dundalk um, first goal was a bit of that, even though it wasn't... Are they using the Jabalani? I think, there's something, I think there's something in it about the aerodynamics of that ball because we've seen a lot of long-range bangers in the Europa League. Mm. I think something to investigate. I've not considered that. That's a really good point. You might well be right there. It was anyway. I mean, I know that obviously. I know that a lot of players like to strike the ball in a certain way, almost like a knuckleball, don't they? They hit yep. it. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a cross between putting your laces for it and a side foot. Mm-hmm. It's a technique. Obviously, Ronaldo kind of. Mm. I don't know if he pioneered it, but popularized. He was, he, yeah, say. he was doing it for for a long while, and that does make the ball very unpredictable in the air because I think it's designed to do it to not put any spin on it. Mm. So it's hit, it just it basically goes perfectly still. And that, yeah. that seems to cause all sorts of problems for goalkeepers, as I'm sure everyone listening has seen over and over again. So I, I just assumed it was something to do with that. But I guess every ball is slightly different for branding reasons and everyone, you know, because do you remember, Marcus, it might have been ahead of the 2010 World Cup when I think it was that World Cup in England were complaining about the ball and it came out they had a chance to, every league yeah. has a chance to mm. use it for the year before and, and the Premier League mm. refused to do so yeah. because they had some kind of deal with someone else. Mm. So I think um, obviously there's a lot of variation in them. Yeah. That's true. It's very true. I remember David Seaman saying before a World Cup, maybe it was the one with Ronaldinho when he loved him, saying that the new ball, he said, oh, it's like a beach ball, you know, when you kick it sort of the way it moves. Keepers always moan about it. I think they, they do. Yeah. Yeah. They're always moaning about a new ball being introduced, you know. Well, Joe Hart wasn't moaning, though, was he? Another like clean sheet. He's a great keeper. When, when there's no shots on target, yeah. there's hardly anyone better. Well, but Antwerp probably saw him and thought, what's the point? What's the point, exactly. We're, t- we're going to have to hope they score our own goal. Yeah, <laughs> is, is how they, they, probably they didn't. This. Sadly, so. yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're we're seeing um, the real the the, the, the cracks on the, the surface for a couple of the Spurs players with with you know with the Marino as we said before. When he comes to a club, there's usually one or two players who fall out of favour. Deli Ali is obviously one of those players, and uh, PSG perhaps in January a loan move. That's what people are reporting. I, I still think I still think he might stay. I still think there's a lot of people who know a lot more about Spurs than I do saying that they think he might be being a little bit weight, like kept in reserve. Mm-hmm. They might they might use him in a, in a big way towards the end of the season down the stretch when they need a little mm-hmm. bit more freshness. Was Deli Ali aware of this? I don't think <laughs> he's told him. Yeah. It's like, it always reminds me of that thing that they say that Ferguson used to say to all the Man United players, I'm saving you, you for February. Guys, you when, I think Nicky Butt said that, yeah. didn't he? When when pictures are too good for you today, yeah, <laughs> I'm using yeah. you next month. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, Nicky Butt would say that you know he's not been picked for the quarterfinal first leg of the Champions League, yeah. and he's like, you're not in the side, but I've got a big game for you on Saturday. And he's like, yeah. aren't we waiting till like Southampton? Yes, no, but, that's what, but that's what he would always do. He'd make yeah. them feel sounds better. But he would often say to players at the start of the season, "I've got you down for thirty games this year." Can, can I? Yeah, exactly. Can I? Can I put something out and just? To, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I wonder whether, because it's Mourinho and because they're because Spurs are doing well and because it appears to be, it's too early to say, but it mm. appears to be a bit of a resurgence for Mourinho where a lot of people, myself included, were saying, you know, is, can he still do it? I wonder whether the media are kind of trying to find things. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find things to fill their narrative about what Mourinho is actually like. Because whenever I see Spurs, they're playing well. 
The players, you know, fair enough, Deli is a big player, he's not being picked. The players on the pitch have bought into what Mourinho is 100%. Doing. And I, no two ways about and it. And I wonder whether there's much in this stuff. Because BT Sport were absolutely crying out last night mm-hmm. to weave some kind of subtext in. I watched the game. Mm. As soon as one of the players walked down the pitch, down the tunnel, sorry, they tried to make out that there was something going on. Well, that was on. Winks, wasn't it? You, yeah, and, 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 and Ali as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then one of them came back out again. It was all a bit of a mess. I actually thought it was quite irresponsible if you can call something that doesn't actually matter irresponsible. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I mean? It feels a bit like they're probing to try and get something because Spurs are doing quite well. I think it's more relating to the fact that you know, the Euros are happening in mm. the summer and therefore you've got two players there who are well out of contention, really, when it comes to England because of because even part of what, what's happening at Spurs. There's always going to be um, headlines and talk around a player like Deli Alley as well because he's such a big player. And Mourinho just has that wherever he goes. We've seen it. We all know this work in the media. We always say, Marcus and I, when we did a, we did a phone-in show in the US, and the only time you'd ever get the the, the, the phone ringing off the hook, which is just mention Jose Mourinho. Mm. He's just box office. So I, and Deli Ali, of course, as I've just said, it kind of plays into that because he's such a big player and people are expecting him because he's gone from really England regular, one of the first teams on the team yeah. sheet for England, until about Christmas of last year where he's just not really done anything. Yeah. So that's a story in itself, right? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, I think I've said on this show um, maybe a month or so ago that I wondered if, he, if Deli Ali was being primed for that. But because of the Euros, you're in a situation there where you've really got to, he's really got to take Mourinho's word at um, a face value there. And, and really buy into Always it. Always a problem. Yeah, but then <laughs> Could you be say, tricky. But then, Hope not. But, that, but that's the thing. Behind the scenes, I think it's evident from all of Mourinho's behaviour over the years, is that he's actually pretty upfront to the players. Whether he likes them or not, they, yeah. know, they know where they stand with yeah. him. Yeah. So it will be down on Deli Alley whether, he can, whether he's happy to risk staying at Spurs in the new year with the idea that he might not play as much as he would like, might not play every week, and therefore basically be a write-off for the Euros or make a move elsewhere, whether that's PSG or whether it's whoever else will have him. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, just make a play for it. Because at the moment, he's not getting into that Spurs squad and obviously he's nowhere near that mm-hmm. England squad. Yeah, regardless of all the, the, the subtext around it and the things that we can't possibly know, the things we do know are he's not playing mm. and he's a big player. So if he, if, he, if, he, if he wants to go play somewhere else, I guess that's kind of up to him. Well, he'll yeah, he'll well, have exactly, takers yeah. as well. Yeah, he'll definitely exactly. have takers. Yeah, mm. of course he will. I, I've, I've looked at it um, and, you know, there are a lot of people who know a lot about Spurs, a lot of people who are, know people involved with Deli Alley. And the way I see it is, I, th- I think it's all relatively amicable. As amicable as, as that kind of situation could be, the only thing is, it's about whether he thinks he's pissing away six months of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what the race now among top players. Well, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Harry Winks was the other one, of course, who seemed a bit disappointed that he was uh, not got the full 90. Um, Mourinho said, I told him to... Because he, he went straight down the tunnel when he, was, when he was taken off. Much was made of that. But I think, Luke, as you say, people sometimes try and make stuff about uh, something about this when there's nothing there. Mourinho said, I told him to go. I told everybody uh, that left the pitch to go because the weather is cold. I prefer they go to the dressing room and have a shower and be warm and safe. Yeah. He's obviously heard what Gabby Agbonola said. <laughs> and he's thinking to himself, well, I can't have that in my place. Yeah, so. be warm and safe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Winks is a good English lad, so he probably had a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, actually. One, one of the things, that, Jose Marino is also one of the few individuals that if he said to me, I really want you to be warm and safe, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I would I would feel like, okay, this is some kind of threat. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be out of my arse yeah. soon enough. Yeah. Um, uh, gentlemen, did you see Marcello Bielsa? 
yes. in the press conference. <laughs> this is marvellous. If you hadn't seen this, he was asked if he had any surprises in store for West Ham. And uh, I think I think he was asked as well about his centre-back partnership. Who, who are you going to play? Or, you know, have you, have you worked out the combination? What have you got in store? And he said... Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm doing. And yeah. He just listed his whole team. But you, I, I, I liked, I, I liked to imagine that that was a translation error. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he said, "Don't turn the team," yeah. and he just told them all the team. And Bielsa was just sat there going, "Oh, good." <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think it's the kind of thing he would say. And then he'll play like he won't. Oh, play, definitely, is, definitely, he won't play a single one of those players. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he'll play the reserves just to pit yeah. him. But, but he's not. He's not a shit though, is he, Bielsa? Like no. he can't. I don't think he does. When, when, when he got busted, when he got busted for smile on the other team, mm. it, it became clear that he genuinely was kind of surprised mm-hmm. that that wasn't acceptable yeah. in England. It was like a cultural thing, I suppose. Yeah. He was genuinely surprised. I don't for one minute think he kind of sinisterly tried to do it just because he thought, oh, I'll just try and get away with this. I, 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 you're absolutely right, Vish. I, my reading of it, he, he's pretty out, he's pretty up front yeah. of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's just very eccentric, isn't he? So... I think, I think you're right. I don't think he is. Since well, David Moyes is not going to be fooled, is he? He said it might not be his team. It could be a bluff. It could be very clever. But I do think it's quite common for managers in Spain to name their teams before games from my experience. And obviously Bielsa's from Argentina, but he has managed in Spain yeah. before. Um, I, mean, I love I, that with, Vo- with, 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 with Moisey when he's saying, oh, I could be very, oh, well, I'm not going to fall for that one. Yeah. And, then he, and then he sets up his team completely differently but, but David, and he just does it. But David Moyes, David Moyes managing in Spain mm. is a bit like someone saying they've travelled a lot around America. It's like saying Gary Neville managed when, in yeah, Spain. When, <laughs> when they, they travel a lot around America when they've been to Florida for two weeks on holiday. No, oh, come on. 42 games, 12 wins. Forty-two is quite. Forty-two is more than that's a whole season. To be fair, it's more than he managed. At, um, in Amendi, <laughs> <laughs> it's more than he managed uh, in his first spell at West Ham. Remember when he was offered those crisps? By the oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that was long. The, the two yeah. best things that ever happened with English managers in Spain are English, that, English. Sorry, British. British. Yeah, yeah save me there. <laughs> uh, are that and Gary Neville meeting the Valencia players the first time. Yeah, all right, lads. Ooh, what about Chris Coleman? Oh, the washing machine. Yeah. Great That's washing cool. machine gate. Always really enjoyable as well. Said that he was late for training because his washing machine broke, was photographed at a student night at a university. <laughs> Could be both of those things, I suppose. Couldn't it? Could have been both of them. Think of a bloody better excuse. Yeah, exactly. Washing off the shame. Is this a yeah. classic excuse in Spain? Turn up washing machine. Ah, oh, don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. No more questions. Always Everybody happens. just get... Hang on. Name, is, name your team and get out of there. What's this photograph? It would be interesting, though. On, going back to Bielsa, it would be interesting to see because we've we've seen, haven't we? Um, famously, managers mm. do this in the past. Mourinho's done it. Yeah, I'm sure one or two others have. I, I can't think off the top of my head, but it'd be good to know what the record is of those managers who've employed that tactic and whether mm. they won games or lost them or whatever. Well, we'll see, won't we? We will find out. We'll certainly find out this time this weekend. Indeed. All right. Anyway, it's, it's now time for Betway's four to score, which is absolutely free. Regular listeners will know that, but if you're new to this show, Betway's four to score is free each week. You pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pound jackpot you must make sure your selections are submitted before the first game of course and further t's and c's apply chaps we've been in a pretty poor run of form i think we might need to address that i also think that subconsciously we all know we need to address that because well you'll know what i mean when you hear what the picks are (laughs) Uh, game one crystal palace v spurs 
Sunday 2.15, Marcus. I've not gone for Eric Dyer. I've gone for Harry Kane. Back to basics. <laughs> Back to basics. Yeah. Got a little run out last night, didn't he? A little yeah. tune up. Yeah, yeah. People were complaining about that. I thought, you know, you never know. These top, a lot of the top players might quite want to do 15, 20 minutes yeah. to keep themselves ticking yeah. over. Yeah, so I, I thought they'd read too much into that last night. But anyway, Harry Kane, he'll certainly play against Crystal Palace. Good pick. Vish, you have game two. It's Sunday 4.30, the game following the Crystal Palace Tottenham game. Fulham v Liverpool who have you gone for? I've gone for Sadio Mane mm. he's, had a, he's had a bit of a quiet time in the league um, hasn't scored in six or seven games and I reckon he's due and if he's not due I'd like to apologise to charity yeah fair enough apologise in advance always a good way I've gone it? for Lookman myself uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, game three is Arsenal v Burnley Sunday night 7.15 our very own Jules Breach has this to say Hi, guys. Uh, so why have I got this game? Arsenal-Burnley. I mean, it's probably going to be a goal of straw, isn't it? The way they're both going at the moment. But I'm going to go with the home side on this, um, even though Arsenal haven't scored from open play in about what feels like a year. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for Aubameyang. Let's just go Aubameyang. Pierre-Emerick, Aubameyang is Jules's, um Jules' selection. Great stuff from Jules. That's a 25-second insert. Mm-hmm. It's not your Andy Brassel 50 seconds. <laughs> no. Yeah, and she uses her, uses her phone mic very well. It's a pro to the end, Jules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, game four is me. It's Leicester v Brighton, also on Sunday night. I've gone for Jamie Vardy. So, in summary, um, Harry Kane, Sadio Mane, Pierre-Emerick, Aubameyang, and Jamie Vardy. Some absolute classics of the genre there. We've, we've gone for that. Give ourselves the best chance, yeah, yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. we? Um, so, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble, and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, head to begamblerware.org. All right, it's time for the thing you've probably all been waiting for, or at least some of you have. I know Marcus has. It's this. <laughs> One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. There it is, time for Luke's game. I've just been saying to the guys when we listen to the jingle. Let's keep this quick. Let's keep this punchy. The fans want to hear the biggest heel in the Luke's game cinematic (laughs) universe, Vishahantharaja versus the People's Champion. Oi, oi! Uh, how, how just can I, we cross very very briefly, yeah. Marcus, to Marcus Mount? If you don't mind, just give us a little bit of an update. Oh my goodness! It's not very great weather out there. It's very cold, but, but they're very dedicated. Yeah, they are. I've, I've heard Gabby Agbonla Hall's among them. Yeah, despite the weather, is he? Because he's a fan. He's a fan. Marcus Mania has he's, taken over him. He's got the Andy Brassel mint coat on. He's, he's good. Um, <laughs> Bunch Fish. of absolute rotters. Vish, <laughs> <laughs> you are the lineal champ, and I should remind you. A lot of people have complained this week. I should remind you that being the champion of such an illustrious and historic sport mm. comes with a lot of responsibility. To please behave in a manner befitting of the game uh, and follow me by saying to win this game, to be successful, you need fire in your belly and listen to Weezer. A head in the freezer. Listen to Weezer. <laughs> head in the freezer, Mark, is correct. Listen and that's why you'll be going first today. Now, you're the challenger, so you get to go first. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to explain how the game works. People will pick it up as they go along. Mm-hmm. Um, the first player today, mm. he's played for six clubs in total. Oh. He's still playing, actually. My giddy Which is always a nice little thing, to, to a reassuring thing for you guys. Indeed. Because um, sometimes they can be quite obscure. It's Dimitri Payet. Dimitri Payet. Six clubs in total, Marcus. I'd like to see an, hear an opening bid from you, please. Six bloody clubs. Oh, uh, not a good start from me. Fish is frantically writing away, but I think he's just doing his shopping list, so you yeah. know right. <laughs> nice little... Um... Paper and pen you've got there, yeah. Marcus. Yeah. He, ra- he rattled. He made me go and get it earlier. He made me, I, I went and got yeah. it from earlier. Went yeah. home and got it. You know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it. Yeah. Um, go on, give me a bid. Dimitri Pyatt. 
I've got... This is not good. I've only got two. Okay. Vish, do I hear three or more from you? Yeah, because I... Yeah, I'll, I'll do three. Okay, four? No, do, let him do three. Okay, Vish, one at a time, please. Three clubs that uh, Dimitri Pyatt has played for. Mm, right, so I've, I've done this because I know he's got two, and I know he's got Marseille. Two spells, currently currently still there. I know he's got West Ham. That's also correct, obviously, yeah. Probably doesn't have the one that I'm uncertain of, but I'm, I don't know, Lille? Also correct. There it is, well, well played, played, sir. I was, well, I, it was like about five French clubs just jangling around. You could, have had a, you could have had a guess, you could have just gone for no, it. I've, I've got Auxerre and Gangomp down here. So. Auxerre was one of the yeah. ones. That I... um, so you, they would have been incorrect. So it's um, well, AS go. Excelsior's restarted. Um, they were at Nantes, they were at Saint-Etienne. Lille, Marseille, West Ham, and then back to Marseille. I think he was at Lille with Joe Cole and Eden Hazard. Would have been around that time for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so the second player, Vish, you go first this time. And look, I'll, I'll do something slightly different here, just, for, mm-hmm. just because I want to give you guys a, a real flavour of how surprised I was when this player came up. Mm-hmm. Okay. The player is Andros Townsend. No way. Right. How many clubs do you think he's played for? Well, I, I, I don't want to say because it's like. Well, true, actually, yeah, I can't but, say. But okay, he's not been, many. He's played for 12 clubs. What? Wow. Andros Townsend has played for 12 clubs. You're right not to answer my question. Yeah. Fair enough. 12 rugby <laughs> no. clubs. This, if any, if, if, at any point I was going to use this little jingle, I'll use it now. Let me add a little bit of <laughs> spice to that. 12 clubs for Andros Townsend. <sighs> this is very frustrating. So, what was your bid, Fish, please? I'm going to go three. I'm going to go four. Vish, do I hear five from you? Of the 12, astonishingly 12 clubs that, um, that, that Andros Towns has turned out for? Five. No, name me four. Okay. Four. Okay. One at a time, please, Marcus. Four clubs that Big Andros has played for. Crystal Palace. Still there, brother. Tottenham Hotspur. Started out there, brother. And this is where I'm a bit shaky. Some reason in my mind that I could get laughed out of town for this. Um, Newcastle United? Correct. And then the fourth one, in my mind's eye, this is a total guess, West Brom. Yeah. Two down, I'm afraid. Um, he did have a really kind of quite bizarrely short spell at Newcastle because he went there and they were relegated. Yeah. And he, left. Um, he started at Spurs. And aside from the ones you correctly identified, Marcus, the other ones were all loan spells. So Yeovil Town, mm-hmm. Leighton Orient, mm-hmm. MK Dons, Ipswich Town, Watford... Millwall, Leeds, Birmingham, and Queens Park Rangers. Blimey. So that is two nil. I'm Vish. getting hammered by the champ. The well, you're up. Champ. You're up first this time. Oh my still, it's not the first time you've come back from two down. Yeah. Let's make that absolutely clear. The next player has played for six clubs in total. He, reti- he retired from professional football in 2006. Right. Six clubs in total. Paul Merson. Merce. Six. Yeah. Blimey. Doesn't this game really show you how many teams a lot of players play for? Yeah. You kind of only associate players with like one or two clubs a lot of the time. Yeah. So six. I'd like an opening bid from you, mate, if I can get one. This is annoying because I think it's one of those ones where you've got to find the sweet spot. Yeah. If I go in too low, I open the door. Right. Off it's over. Fish. It's over if you're going too low. Yeah. If you're going too high, it could also be over. Exactly, yeah, because I might not know him. <laughs> um, uh, he got the sweet spot with Andros Townsend. Yeah, I mean, there were 12 to play with there. There were, yeah, true <laughs> There's a lot of sweet spots you could argue yeah. if you're aware of the career of, of Andros Townsend. Right, bid now, please. Um, I'll go four. 
Four's very good. I think that is the sweet spot, I think. Yeah, I think you've got to take that. Four. Okay. Four. So you've earned the right. Okay. You've asked the question. Okay. You've earned the right. Four of the six clubs that Paul Merson played for in his career that spanned over 20 years, to be fair to him. I've got these right. Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Portsmouth. Correct. Aston Villa. Yeah. Middlesbrough. You're back in the game. Cool, blimey, I needed yeah, that. Well played. Uh, Arsenal did a little bit of time on, on loan at Brentford. Oh, you yes. probably wouldn't have got that. Only six yeah. league games. Uh, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, Portsmouth ended his career at Warsaw. Oh. Who then, then managed for a little bit as well. So, um, Did he manage? I don't yeah. know that. Um, Vish, you're up now. You're up first. This time, uh, he's played for six clubs in total. He retired in 2009. He is Mark Bosnich. Bozza. Bozza. Oh, How no. How many of the six can you name, do you think? Oh, no. Mark Bosnich. See, that's outrageous. I'm, I'm going to have to start with two. Well, I'm going to have to go three then, aren't I? I shouldn't have said like that. Think, Sorry. Yeah. I uh, uh, three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> You've got oh, a just... solid three, haven't you? Because you'd have to go four if you go three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah to name them. Fuck. Three. Wow. Okay. Wow, you sound like Gordon Ramsay there. Wow. Beautiful bit of seasoning. Wow. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> go on. Three. All right. Aston Villa. Oh, yeah, for me doing the button. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Manchester United. Correct. Chelsea. Oh, yeah, God, that's a lovely God, double God. bluff from the spell dog. <laughs> See, he's down, but he's not out. Started at Man United uh, and uh, then went to Sydney United, Aston Villa, Man United again, mm-hmm. probably the spell he was more known for. Um, and then a bit of time at Chelsea, not very long. No. Good, good guess by you. Or, well, good knowledge, I should say. And then spent a bit of time at Central Coast Mariners and then Sydney Olympics. Oh, do you know what? I, at Sydney FC, I had yeah. in my mind, but it, it would have been wrong. Uh, okay, look, you're 2 0 down. It's now 2 all, and you're back in control because All's you get to go for. first here. Oh. And it's the final player. Here we go. And he's played for seven clubs in total. He's also a goalkeeper. He retired in 2015. Brad Friedel. Bradders. Seven clubs in total for the win, this is. So it's never been more important to get your head in the freezer because mm-hmm. you're both going to have fire in your belly by now. Yeah. But whose head's in the freezer? Mm. Braddy Friedel. Yeah. I am going to need a number from you. Yeah, you We're going to run out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very frustrating. Uh, Brad bloody Friedel. Come on. Three. Okay. Vish? I think I'm going to have to ask you to name them. Oh, are you sure? Is your final answer? Are you sure? Okay, final answer. I'm having a total blank. Okay, well, listen, I'll tell you what. I'm, it could I'm, be I'm, an historic, open goal, go. It could be an historic day for the good guys, couldn't it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, dear. Three clubs. What I've done. That Brad Friedel's played for. Uh-huh. For it to get your title back. Not just for you, <laughs> but for the Marcus Speller Nation. For the people. Yeah. You bill yourself as the people's champ. Yeah. Now's the time to deliver three clubs that Brad Friedel's played for in your own time, please. Okay, so I've overestimated the sweet spot. The sweet spot here was two, okay. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. That's correct. One down. Blackburn Rovers. That's correct. Two down. This is this is the one. I je- This is... a. Yeah, so I, th- I had two and I thought he'll have two as well, but obviously he probably only had one. Well, you've taken the initiative, good for you. <sighs> this is frustrating. The, the only other club that has leapt to mind, and I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if I get this wrong, Aston Villa. Oh. So for the, for the win or for the Vish, the heel to retain his title, your final team that Bradfield has played for is apparently Aston Villa. 
He spent some time at a club in the Midlands between 2008 and 2011. But was it Aston Villa? Mark! Oh, yes! Tell you what, the rain was disgraceful, <laughs> but thankfully it was short, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the people's champs back. Come on. They said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done. Vish, any final words? Actually, do you know what? You're not the champion anymore. Any words from you, Marcus? <laughs> Up yours, baby. <laughs> how do you, you feel, Vish? Uh, fine, yeah. Yeah, he's not bothered. Oi. He'll be back. You fool me once, you're not going to fool me twice. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just look how happy. I know. Oh, exactly. nice to be fair, that, you are I, doing a public service there. You're doing a big just, public it's service. It's nice to see the smile on his face. He yeah. was annoyed about Fiverside. He was livid yeah, last absolutely week. Absolutely livid. I'm... He was. He started an alt account and started abusing me on Instagram. <laughs> um, no, I get someone else to do that. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do that. This is the second happiest Marcus has been today. And the first being when I asked him if he would do a fizzer impression on the show today. Oh, I was very pleased with that. Yeah, yeah. Good pleased. for you. It's a, no, you're, back in the, you're back in the seat, mate. Good for you as well, Luke, because well, Vish tried to, you know, take this game hmm. and he tried to just throw it down in the mud and stamp all over he it. He tried to it's, undermine it's it. That. It's, 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 to be fair, it's I all about it was, the entertainment. It was, it? I think it was more that anyone who took this seriously and actually got any joy from it is... You know, they clearly there's something lacking. Really, in why their do you always lives? look so I petrified and nervous before the game yeah, starts? Then yeah. it's just because I don't want to be <laughs> responsible for your sadness. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> he's rambling on now. Yeah. He's like Donald Trump. He's not the president anymore. Doesn't matter. <laughs> say what you like, mate. <laughs> Fish, you'll be back, I'm sure. You'll bounce back. You will bounce you, all you've the way back. You've yourself. Listen, no matter that you've, you've behaved in, a, in an appalling way, <laughs> but you've, you've absolutely <laughs> cast yourself out there as a very, very competent and skilled player of this game, and I thank you very much for taking part. Don't mm. take the piss. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, absolutely. Well, just a quick reminder, everybody, that whether you're currently on Marcus Mount going wild or you just love a good heel like old Vichy there, um, please give us uh, a review on Apple uh, Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. That would make our day. Ladies and gentlemen, very much so. Um, but thank you very much for listening to uh, the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you for Tushin Handraj. Thank you. We're back on Monday. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.